while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program this evening. Uh, we've had, a, I think, a good lineup of guests. Really this week. I mean, this, this week's been a great lineup of guests. And it's been, um, you know, we had Congressman Keating on Monday. Right? We had uh, to talk, you know, obviously represents the vineyard in Congress. And he's, he's our Congress. Most of our congressmen, for the overwhelming majority of this listening audience, he is our congressman. If you live in Lakeville, I believe you have Jake Ockenclaus Totten, you have Jake Ockenclaus Freetown, Jake Ockenclaus. Um, and if you live west of Westport, you have Jake Ockenclaus. But Congressman Keating, he's our congressman. Uh, he had just met with two senators who talked, and they talked about immigration reform. That was a great conversation. You can find that in our podcast feature. We talked to Walt. We talked to on Tuesday. We talked to state senator from Methuen, Dina DeZaglio, who represents who, who well represents Methuen in the Senate, but is the Democratic nominee for state auditor, which is the only race that's fairly interesting right now, really. The only race that's really interesting right now is 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 the state auditor's race, um, because Anthony Mori I think is a good candidate, and the rest of the the rest of the Republicans on the on the statewide ballot is a Star Wars bar scene. Uh, she's great, and she's a great guest too. Um, and I, she actually had some interesting stuff to talk about, and you can go check it out. She you know talked about an audit that she wants to do for her office that could actually. Slow the rise of your property taxes, which, you know, everybody pays property taxes and doesn't like it, especially people in New Bedford who pay an exorbitantly high amount of property taxes. And so she, I think, had an interesting plan on how to um, stave off the rise in property taxes, which I thought was really interesting. And her, and her plan to audit the legislature. That that 100% is going to go straight to the SJC. That's going to be a battle. It'll be interesting to see if she wins, if she wins. We'll have Anthony Amore on Monday. We also had uh, on on Wednesday. It was a uh, um, couple of rock stars in uh, in statewide or uh, you know basically New England journalism 
uh, Lisa Kaczynski of Politico, who writes the Massachusetts Playbook. By the way, you know, we said this yesterday. You go to the go to the Massachusetts Playbook that's authored by Lisa Kaczynski. You put your put your email address in. That's all you got to do. Put your email address in. You at every morning around like 730. Right. So depending on what time you wake up or maybe you might you might be up, you might just be waking up. But you will start your day with an encapsulation of all the news that happens from from P-Town to Pittsfield. Right. From the entire Commonwealth. They have news from everywhere. And it's very well encapsulated, too, because, you know, who has time to read every article? Right. But you can read the ones further that you want to read or you can just get the little summary that she puts there. Really a great resource, and I, I like her podcast as well, The Horse Race, but she's great, uh, and that was a great interview. She talked about her story that she broke on Ron DeSantis's, uh, Ron DeSantis's, um, you know, uh, maneuver, we'll call it. I'll call it a different thing every time uh, I talk about it. Um, so, just to, I don't know, boast my lexicon, right? So... Uh, then we had Ted Nisi after that. Ted Nisi called in from Channel 12 WPRI. He's on TV. He's on your TV if you live in this market. He's on your TV every um, every night at uh, every night, most nights, you know, at, at 10 or 11. And he has uh, Newsmakers, which is a great show. Again, I, I'm one of the cool guys. I listen to the Newsmakers podcast uh, instead of watching the show. So just get the audio. I'm, I'm a strictly auditory uh, consumer of, of media, not really, but you know what I mean. Uh, and then we just had Julian Sear of the of the Cape and Islands State Senator of the Cape and Islands talking about the um, you know the ongoing situation in Martha's Vineyard now on on Joint Base Cape Cod. And I think really interesting information that we learned from that interview. One that you know because I had heard that the someone had said, but you know people say stuff all the time that the uh, average media, the median household income on Martha's Vineyard is actually lower than Dartmouth, you know, Dartmouth, uh, Freetown, et cetera. Some, a lot of towns here in the South coast. And he said 42,000, uh, $42,000 a year, which is gotta be lower than a lot of towns here just to hear in our listening audience. And also that there have been job offers made to a lot of the migrants that were there in the vineyard, you know, for all that talk about kicking them off the Island. Um, some of them may be working there this summer, right? When the when the season uh, when the season kicks off again in uh, in May on Memorial Day. So when we had Jake Ventura to talk about the indigenous um, the representations of indigenous people in uh, athletics and on the state flag and in media, et cetera, which I thought was really interesting, um, and I know a lot of people did too. And uh, but we're also taking your calls five zero eight nine nine six. Zero five hundred, so you can get in the program. Good evening, you're live. You try to confuse. I'm going to. Uh, I stopped prank calling people when I was fifteen. <laughs> I don't know. I got too old for it when I was fifteen. But um, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get in the program if you are a real person and you want to call me. So. Um. Yeah, so the uh, good guest, and we'll be back with Chris Friday. Our Friday shows are a lot of fun. You never know who we're going to have on. It'll be interesting. So, uh, but I'm here with you for the rest of the hour at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on the program. So, 
you know what's funny about the we're talking about the Indian stuff. Uh, Jake Ventura looked behind me and said, "Was that place there just for me?" And I turned around, and it was the Indian statue. Now the Indian statue is uh, has been is here and has been here for years. I was here. He, he thought it was something that was like sort of like taunting him, but actually. It was given to us by one of our best callers, one of the best callers in the history of WBSM, or at least as long as I've been here, which is about four years. Uh, and that's that's Dirty Deb, who's who's since um, who since left us, right? Shaken uh, her mortal coil, uh, gone to the uh, passed on to the great beyond. Uh, was a great caller, very nice. Would always give the temperature over there in Rochester, but she'd always call into Chris, and Chris always said, you know, one of my favorite callers, love Dirty Deb. Everybody loved Dirty Deb. We wrote a, I think someone wrote, I think Phil wrote a column about her after she had, after she had passed. But she'd always call in and give the give the temperature and all that, and always, oftentimes a, a nice comedic break from some some maybe some intense conversations that we had uh, here. So, um, Dirty, so. Dirty Deb a few years back. This is when I was just appearing on the Chris McCarthy show. I think it was back in 2018. I remember um, we were sitting here. She was talking about a big Indian statue. Chris said he wanted it. And then I remember Ta- this Taylor Cormier was still here. Taylor Cormier picks up this. He's, he's got the statue. He, Deb dropped it off. And, and he just he, he came into the studio and dropped the statue right there. Chris and I were there. He just dropped the statue right there. It says, here you go. And I think there was an intern here at the time that was just listening. Um, dropped the statue right there, the big Indian statue. And it's still here. It's sitting in the corner of our of our studio here at WBSM. And it's, uh, it's a nice reminder of Deb, really, who was a great caller and... Uh, we really enjoyed her presence, and we really miss her presence. I remember seeing the, I remember seeing the car drive off, the truck drive off, and there was a NRA sticker and a WBSM sticker. Um, I'll never forget that. But yeah, I think everybody, uh, I think everybody here, Mrs. Dirty Deb, and the statue is a nice homage to her. And I thought that was funny that Jake thought it was like, oh, are you taunting me? Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Everything. What do you say? Forty thousand bucks. That that seems really low. So I just kind of looked around online, and everything from Cape Cod Times to uh, you know, other websites, it's like it's like eighty thousand plus. I think um, maybe. I just wonder why he said forty grand. It was just weird. Maybe I mean you know he represents them in the legislature. Maybe he's talking about people who live there year round. There might be a discrepancy between people who live there year round. The people that are, I think if you include the people that are vacation, that's going to be higher than that. I'm not sure. I just think it was it was just a low number. It just sounds kind of uh, you know, kind of false, you know. And then so I don't know. It just seemed weird that he would say forty k. So you you said you looked in the Cape Cod Times and all of that, and you said what just for the entire yeah, Cape? It's around eighty k because he talked thousand plus, which is not a huge amount of money either. So I mean that's why I think if you include the people that are living there in the summertime it's going to be a lot higher than that in the, in the vineyard i think he said specifically in the vineyard it was forty two thousand dollars yeah this is on Martha, this is cape cod times uh talking about martha's vineyard oh huh. interesting yeah so uh, i just thought that was interesting too so yeah yeah that's that's interesting i i, I appreciate that i mean it, that's I, I you know i took him as word as the senator you know from the from the district but you know what do, what do i know me too <laughs> That's all I got. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I, I trust Senator Sears' word that, you know, he says 42,000. Uh, and, you know, Congressman Keating said something to that effect, too, is that the population of the 
of the vineyard in the off season after Labor Day is mostly working class people. Um, maybe I'll go, you know, the good thing is, is I'm about to upload the podcast, actually, and do it at the next break. The good thing is I can go and with the podcast feature and we're able to upload it so quickly is that you can go back and listen to it immediately. And maybe there was a cav the specific type of, uh, you know, maybe the, the information was a bit more specific than $42,000 a year is the median income. Maybe it's $42,000 a year for Oak Bluffs or Edgartown. Right. Or maybe it's forty two thousand dollars a year for a specific town or maybe it's forty thousand dollars a year for a specific uh, group of people on the vineyard. We'll have to um, check that. out. I agree. It does sound low and it would be difficult to live there for sure on forty two K a year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just took, you know, I just took Senator Sear as word. I typically would trust his uh, opinion on that as someone who represents that district um, in the legislature and has, I think for some time, I think since you know, about six, seven years, I think, I'm not sure. 508-996-0500 is how you can get um, on the program. Uh, actually, you know, what we'll do is we'll take an early break and then we'll be back. This is South Coast tonight. Uh, Chris will be back tomorrow, but I'm Marcus and I'm, I'm here with you till 10. 1420 WBSN. Hey, welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. Uh, open phone lines for the rest of the show. Again, we've had some good discussions with Jake Ventura, uh, the attorney, um, Jake Ventura, representing the uh, uh, Wampanoag tribe. Um, uh, wait, not representing them. I Decidedly not representing them. There's, you know, We actually talked about how there's sort of disagreements between tribal members on how indigenous people should be represented in athletics and all that. But it's a really, it was a really fun conversation. I really enjoyed it. And I know I've gotten some good reception from, from messaging and all that, that you all enjoyed it too. So I'm glad. And then state Senator Julian Sear, who, who uh, gave us some inf uh, more on the ground information on the response to Martha's Vineyard. Again, I think that's, you know, Senator Sear has been very much thrust into the national spotlight along with Rep. Fernandes. Um, you know, Bill Keaton's already in the national spotlight, but uh, because they are representing the um, the Cape and Islands in uh, in the um, in the legislature, I would like to be a constituent of of, of Julian's. Um, the market's a little hot, though. Housing market's a little hot. Maybe when it cools down a bit, maybe I can do that another house or something i'm gonna i'll always live here just kidding i'm not gonna leave you guys you wouldn't want me to or you would i don't know depends but chris will be back tomorrow i'm here with you 508-996-0500 let's shift to some uh town yeah, some 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 more localized stuff i i actually before this meeting was uh and i talked about this maybe yesterday the day before before this meeting i was um at the fairhaven commission on disability uh, which is, uh, I chair the commission on disability. Uh, you know, what's funny is, is when that, so we, it was, it was started by, it was started back in 97. It had, I'd been a part of it as just a regular voting member. And then it sort of disbanded under COVID, um, due to COVID and personnel changes at town hall, the commission disability had, had not met for over a year. And then we finally met and in May of 2021, you know, and I had basically, uh, th there were, they needed a chairperson and 
I like reluctantly volunteered. I was like, I got a lot going on. I don't, I don't need this in my life, but I took it and it ended up being one of the better decisions I've made because, uh, you know, we were able to, with the great committee members, the passionate committee members that we've had, we were able to uh, expand that, uh, expand our membership to almost a full membership now. We have, you know, first, we, we have almost a full slate of members. Well, we do have officially have a full slate of members. There might be some people that might, you know, come and go, but we have on on paper a full slate of members. But we're looking to to rotate membership as well. So if you're interested, please give me a call. But... um. We're doing the committee member. You know, the committee members are doing a lot of important work. You know, we we had a conversation with uh, Angie Ellison, who's the town administrator, the new town administrator in Fairhaven, who I I actually think is uh, doing a good job and is a breath of fresh air. Uh, she's very. You know, there was a lot of stuff that was sitting on the back burner uh, in in town in the town of Fairhaven. One being the town hall accessibility matters. Town hall isn't as accessible as it should be. You know, one of the issues was a door timer um, for the uh, the ramp for people in a wheelchair. The door timer uh, was too fast. Um, you know, there isn't, it's difficult to maneuver certain uh, offices. There's certain offices that people can't uh, access. So, you know, all of these things that we were talking about was some a discussion that was had like pre-pandemic. And then, bef- um once we got back like with it, you know, we, we, the, you know, town hall was in a bit of a transitional leadership as you guys might know, as you guys might've read, you know, there was the recall, there was a recall, there was, you know, debates around who the new town administrator should be and all of that. There was a transitional leadership in Fairhaven uh, that had went on for some time. But once we were able to, to hire a, 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 a you know, an experienced uh, town administrator, I think we were able to get the ball rolling on all that stuff. And Angie, you know, she not only is an experienced town administrator, she really cares about those issues. And so I think she's really taken a leadership role and the members of the committee have really taken a leadership role more so than me. I, I'm the chairperson, but really the the members are, are just doing such great work. Uh, we've gotten a lot done, I think. You know, we've gotten beach mats approved. Uh, for accessibility at the town beach. So there'll be mats uh, that'll make it a lot easier, you know, instead of that wooden, instead of traversing those um, those those sort of wooden planks that are stuck in the ground, there'll be an accessible mat for people who might have a mobility difference. You know, there's the chair. And there's, if, there's pictures of the chair. You can see it in the neighborhood news. There's a picture of the chair that we got for uh, beachgoers who might be in a wheelchair or need a, uh, need a chair to sort of um, enjoy the terrain uh, of the town beach and you just got to ask the attendant for it and it's a really cool chair it's got big thick wheels you know it's it's like a sturdy it's steel um that was a, actually something one of our residents because you know what part of the commission on disability uh um mission statement is to include obviously residents who are dealing with the issues that we're trying to solve so one of our residents at the beach at the town uh the the, the chair at the town beach was too small the wheels weren't thick enough you couldn't get around it was essentially not uh as good and so you know it was something i was able i was on the you know i'm oversee the beach on my elected position on the board of public works so i asked Vinny and, and becky uh, who you know Vinny's the superintendent of the bpw becky uh handles the um administrative and clerical stuff they they 
they were able to move on that with breakneck speed and speed uh, got a beach chair for people for beachgoers who have a disability and want to use the chair you know uh, we worked uh, earlier in, in january we had lieutenant kabza of the uh, the public information officer for the fame police department uh, come in and talk about you know how we can work on public safety issues regarding residents with disabilities and you know there's a lot of stuff we were talking about because there might be residents with certain you know, predispositions, right, that might be um, atypical neurologically uh, that, you know, might alarm a, a, a public safety officer, uh, you know, police officer, or even a firefighter or, uh, you know, um, of, um, you know, if they re- arrive, uh, arrive on scene cold. So, you know, through the great work of Cobb, uh, Lieutenant Cobbs and the Freedom Police Department, they were able to put a form that's right on the website um, for uh, disabled residents. And I'm going to write a column on that so it can be more accessible information. We can have like a, I can have a more detailed explanation of that and, and why it's so helpful. But it, it basically, you put you, if you have a, if you are a, a resident with a disability or you have a resident with a disability, uh, like the, it's a loved one, you can, you know, obviously you got to be mindful of consent and all of that stuff, but you can enter their information into the, the Fairhaven Police website and it goes into their database. It's really great, really great stuff. And, you know, I talked to the Bristol County Sheriff's Office about getting seatbelt covers that, you know, will indicate same thing so that, uh, you know, if someone in public safety arrives on scene, they can, uh, if there's a car accident or something, or they can see that the passenger uh, is someone that's living with autism and can, you know, react to uh, certain uh, things that may happen, certain variables accordingly. So, um, you know, the reason I bring all this up and there's conversations we're having about housing, about special education, real concrete things that we are doing, you know, and that the commission, um, you know, has done or continues to do. And, you know, we're getting a social media presence now and all that. The reason I bring it up, and I've brought it up a few times, but it's really important, is that, you know, your town either has or should have a commission on disability. And if, you know, it's something to look into, I have a column up on it. I should pull it. I should have pulled it up. But there's certain towns, as of the writing of that column, which is back in 2021, um, that didn't have a commission on disability. um, And they're in the South Coast. Uh, or at least have an ADA committee, something where you can work on issues of town accessibility. It's really important. I mean, it's really, it is really, um, it's really important stuff. It is really important stuff. And if you're able to, like, look it up, um, if you're able to, you know, look up, you know, how active are they? How many meetings have they had, right? How many members are there? How many members are there? You know, you can have up to, I think, 13. We have 13 now. Of course, again, like there's the membership's a bit in flux in terms. There's a few members that may, we may, you know, rotate off the the commission for uh, members that might be more active. But we still have an active membership, an active, passionate membership. And it's really important. It's, uh, you know, it's a designation from the state. It's basically founded by either a town meeting or a city council. New Bedford does have a commission on disability as well. It's either founded by a, a town meeting or or a city council. And um, some of them actually handle, uh, like, ha- they, they deal with fees for uh, parking tickets. Bas- basically, they deal with issuances of uh, parking tickets for... Uh, you know, violations of, of, um, 
handicap parking stuff. That's not something we handle. To be honest, I think that's better handled by public safety, by the police. Uh, it's not really something I'm particularly interested in handling, frankly. Whenever you're in the position of writing a ticket, it's never good. You don't want to bear the brunt of that. <laughs> it's just, that's never good. You don't, want to, you don't want to be in the position of fining people. Um, so, but yeah, um, again, I bring this up again because I think it's really important to see if your town has a commission on disability and to see if you can be uh, an active participant in that, you know, in that just starting, just starting one, just getting the conversation going will already help. You will do something, one thing at least that will that will be worthwhile. And I think, you know, if you enjoy it and you get a lot of people that enjoy the work that are passionate about it, then you'll end up doing a lot of things that are really worthwhile. It's important work. It's a great, it's a great tool for advocacy. And if you don't have one, think about starting one. You'll have to do it through town meeting. Um, but if you have one, look it up. Maybe you can be a member. And again, I think it's really worthwhile work. So that's, um, I don't want to say soapbox uh, stuff. Because again, it's important. It's it's important work. But that's what I was doing earlier today, uh, and so I've been talking for a while. <laughs> I've been talking for a long time. Oh yeah, and we're, you know the other thing that we're we're working on too, and and we actually need some help on this. So I've heard, I've heard that the the almanac, the uh, I've heard that the almanac, the farmer's almanac or whatever almanac that tells you when the weather is going to be good or bad. I've heard it says we're in for a bad winter. I remember in 2015 uh, that um, onslaught, that absolute onslaught of snow, of blizzard conditions, pummeled us uh, in 2015. I mean, there were I mean there was snow on the ground. I think through April, April there was so much snow. It was every day. It was incessant. It was heavy. It was terrible. We might be in for that again. One of the initiatives that this um, commission has, and we're looking for help on this, really, is the Adopt-A-Stop program. Now, the Adopt-A-Stop program is a program that was started by one of our vice chair, uh, Pamela Wynott. It was conceptualized by her. It was brought to, it was brought to us by a town resident who had a, who had a disability and said that he is, you know, he or she, I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying he or she to be like, I, I, I don't remember if it was um, a man or a woman, but uh, he or she said that they were, they had, to, they had to park their wheelchair on the street because the stop was covered in snow, right? They had to park their wheelchair on the street because the stop was covered in snow. So we have the Adopt a Stop initiative where we have a registry. There's a database now of every frequented stop in the town of Fairhaven. There's a lot of them. Now, this, I know what you're saying, like, oh, well, this, shouldn't the state handle this and blah, 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 or shouldn't the towns or whatever. The problem is a lot of there's, the laws on that are, 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 you know, I wish, honestly, I'm on the BPW, obviously. I wish the Public Works Department could clear every stop, right? But... There isn't uh, an authorization or the manpower for the, the public works department to do it because their focus is on clearing the streets, right? When all that stuff's going on, they, they've got to clear the they've got to clear the streets. 
And a lot of the stops are on private property. And state law says that if the stops are on private property, then if the onus is on the private property owner to, to, to clear the stop if they want to. But what the adopt the stop program is trying to do is essentially uh, mobilize a, a sort of volunteer effort to remove snow in high trafficked areas. It's frankly too difficult to do with just a few people and shovels. What we really are looking for are like commercial partners. We're looking for commercial partners, people with a plow on their truck, right, to to do this venture with us. And we're thinking about ways to, to, to you know, there's, there's I think, going to be a marketing or promotional piece that'll be a part of it. But we're thinking about ways to do it because... It's really important, um, especially if the there's a lot of people who have uh, you know who are living with a disability that rely heavily on public transportation and that are you know dangerously camping on the street waiting for uh, a, a very large motor vehicle to pull up right in front of them. Right? It's not it's not safe. It's not safe. People can and and probably will get hurt. Unfortunately, if it continues. So I we're. I'm just asking, you know, if you could reach out to, to me if you, uh, Marcus Farrow Law at gmail.com. That's Marcus Farrow Law at gmail.com is my, uh, is my, is my, um, email, not my work email. It's my everything else email. Cause I have a, an official corporate email at Town Square now. I'm a, I'm a real Town Square person. Uh, since I got the night show, I didn't have one before. I have one now, but if you want to email me on show stuff, that's Marcus dot at townsquaremedia.com. But if you want anything else, anything else for like, you know, BPW stuff or whatever, anything else, you can email me at Marcus law at gmail.com. And if you could reach out to me, we're really looking for some commercial partners or people with plows, plows on their trucks or something, somebody with some, machinery of some sort, right? So something more than just a few people with shovels because it's frankly impossible to do with a few people with shovels uh, to clear out the stops that we need to clear out. So we're looking for like a, a coordinated volunteer force that we're trying to put together. And I'd like to really get, at least get that off the ground. It's important work. It's important work to get that off the ground before um, the snow season starts. So think about it. Shoot me an email. I'd love to, I'd love to connect with you on that. Um, that is, you know, again, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's really something we're in the, the winter months are creeping up on us. We're already at the end of, uh, September, October is coming. It's going to be, sometimes it snows in October. You never know. It doesn't Western mass sometimes. It starts snows heavy in October. I remember I was in Western mass on Halloween. I was supposed to go to a big party. Uh, and uh, at Westfield, because I had a friend that went to Westfield, and uh, it, it was a snowstorm, so everybody just stayed in and partied, partied at the house, a snowstorm party. But sometimes in Western Mass, it starts snowing in October, but usually it'll it might snow in November here, it might snow in December. It's definitely going to snow in December. Uh, we got hit kind of hard last time, and I might be here with you guys, you know, depending on what time it is, what day is it, day it is, and all that. I've been here for, um, I've been here for snowstorms. Well, just once, really. I was here for a snowstorm once. It was because it was on a Saturday. I, I happened to be here. I actually got an extra hour of my program 
doing it. And we were able to talk to the mayor, get updates on that. People were calling, asking questions. It's a good service that we provide here. So a lot of the times when there's snowstorms, I might be here working, right? Um, but we might be in for uh, might be in for a uh, for a difficult winter, uh, unfortunately. So we're really looking for people to help make uh, you know the town as accessible as possible um, and less dangerous uh, for individuals who need to access public transportation and are living with a disability, which is frankly a lot of them. So that's important work again. So if you got there's, there's two things I can I can bring up uh, now. It's it's can you you know it. One, find out if your town has a commission on disability and two, uh, you know, uh, whether or not you want to partner with the commission on disability to plow out some stops. 508-996-0500. Good evening. I hate to call you twice on the same uh, same show. That's fine. I'm I'm banned from doing that, but Mm -hmm. you're talking about BPW stuff and that's what I want to call about. Sure. Uh, And about the sewer stubs on West Island. Okay. Is it? Is anything ever going to happen with that? Are they going to increase that, or is everyone else just stuck? So we have, and so the the problem is, is back in the 90s, mid-90s, late 90s, yeah, 96, we had a, you know, we had a, um, we had an agreement with the Department of Environmental Protection, the DEP, to... Um, you know, overhaul the sewer system for, you know, because there was a lot of, I don't know, gross stuff happening there, apparently, with the... Hurricane Bob flooded everything out, I guess. Hurricane Bob, yeah. And so they said you have, you know, X amount of, you have X amount of stubs. So this is just, you know, you seem pretty learn it on this i'm just for everybody else i'm that, learning i'm learning my way as i go <laughs> yeah thing, you know? for, for everybody it's just for everybody just for everybody else um there is uh, an agreement that the state has with the, with the dep and it was a five million dollar award to overhaul the sewer system but the condition was you only had to have uh x amount of uh number of i think it was 390 it was like, it was like it was like 280 or something they only yes. counted the the active houses are the ones that had active permits and nobody else. I mean, I would think yeah. they would have counted every property and said, hey, let's size it for this. Because then now, yeah. you know, it's like now people that are wanting to develop that are developable properties, yeah. they're saying you need to put a septic, which is the reason why they were saying we need to put this thing. It's kind of like counterintuitive what's what's going on. I, down I, there. I know that there was like a, a request in to try to get because because frankly, the the thing is, is we're 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 we're. We, we can't do it. We can't authorize it because we'd be in violation of our agreement with the state. And, you know, I don't want to pay back $5 million that, that we've got from them right. to do this. The the fact of the matter is, you know, and, and Superintendent Furtado, Vinny, said this uh, openly. We have the capacity to expand it. You know, that like our and it would be more ratepayers, right? It'd be better for us. We have the capacity to expand the amount of sewer stubs on West Island and it yeah. would be good. Uh, it's just I don't think we have or can get the authorization from the uh, from the uh, from the state to do that. Now, there's you know, there's a legal challenge going on that I, I can't really you know get too into. Um, but there's uh, but. You know, we're, we're, our hands are tied with that. Unfortunately, we did we we did request permission. We were denied, and so the amount of stubs there are just that's it. This are the amount of stubs there? Unfortunately, so you think that might change in the in the coming years, or should I hold tight? Because I mean, the thing is, I see they gave the last one to the guy on the Causeway Street. As he torn down all his uh, his trees, and I saw the the news article. I think it was in uh, 
late 2021 or mid, he had they denied him. He fought it, and he got the the very last one. And it looks like that lot's being developed now. It was right on the cause. It was right on the causeway. I think it was right on causeway. I think okay. it was on the uh, north side. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. The, everything, you know, there was, um, you know, I know there was one where there was evidence, you know, from the people that were involved yeah, in that. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was, there was already something there. There was a building permit and all of that. So there was already like evidence there that, 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 that was one of the, one of the houses that could tie in. Yeah. Um, it said you had to have a dwelling. It was like a shed. Literally, like it was like a literal shed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and there hey, was. That's fine. I mean, yeah, and there was well, there was another yeah. one. There was another one again. There's legal challenges. There's another one that just didn't have anything that, the, and, and and so there was nothing we could do about it. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I have no in terms of like, should you do or should you not do? No, I can't. I'm not in a position to do that, especially on the radio. But, there's, but there's something like in the works. You're saying some people are trying to fight it or, or something like that. I I, even, I don't know anything. Like, I know that there's. Cha- anything I know. I, I know that there's people. Let, let's let's put it this way yeah. without saying too much. I know that there's people. That are upset about um, the decision that the, the decisions that have been made surrounding the capacity of you know the 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 mag, the, the limit on sewer stubs in the island. That's the only thing yeah. that like I can really say about it. I know there's people upset sure. about it. I mean, obviously, I'm not. You I'm know, one of them. Right, I, I get it. I get it. It's just you know we're we're unfortunately that's that's an issue you're going to have to take up with the uh, I sure. think the DAP, DEP because we've got an injunction on that. Yeah, sure, understood. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the info. No problem, man. Thank you. I like that. I like talking about town issues. Um, so uh, 508-996-0500 is how you get in the program. I'm going to take a, a break, and then we'll be back. This is South Coast Night with Marcus. Chris will be back tomorrow. You can call back twice, by the way. That's a, that's that's allowed. I'll, I'll let people call back twice. Download the do- Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. Uh, open phone lines, whatever you want to talk about. Just talking about some town issues, some, uh, you know, commission on disability stuff, BPW stuff, you know, whatever, whatever works. Um, but Chris will be back tomorrow. We got our great Friday night show. We'll have a great Friday night guest lined up as well. Um, and maybe that, that, that Friday night guest is you. Maybe you can just call in at 508-996-0500. So I do want to just, I'll just, uh, you know, plug this uh, debate that we have that we got confirmed. Um, I got the official, official confirmation today, but October 19th, Wednesday, October 19th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., Sheriff Tom Hodgson and Challenger, uh, Republican Sheriff Tom Hodgson and Challenger, Democratic Mayor of Attleboro, Paul Haru, will be here in studio squaring off for, I believe, the first debate um, of two. The first debate of two uh, for Bristol County Sheriff. Once every six years, you get to pick who runs the entire correctional system in the county. And it's an, six years. It's important. So you want to tune in. We're going to do one hour of debate between the candidates. The second hour, you can uh, call in. You can call in and ask the qu- candidates questions directly. Which is great. I mean, when we had the Democratic bit, there was a ton of interest. Everybody was calling in, asking all kinds of stuff. So it was really good. It was really good. And you'll have the opportunity to do that in the um, in the debate on October 19th. We're also uh, there, there's also going to be a debate on WPRI on the 28th with uh, with um, with Ted Nisi, hosted by Ted Nisi and Tim White. That's going to be on TV. That'll be really interesting as well. 
Um, so they'll be all they'll be all bloodied up by the time they they get up uh, they get up on the uh, on the big screen and uh, and duke it out. But Wednesday, October nineteenth, remember that we're going to have the sheriff in and Paul Haru in for separate interviews. We've already got them booked in in October. I believe the sheriff's October fifth, and uh, Haru is uh, October tenth, which is Columbus Day. Um, but or Indigenous People Day, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but. We'll have um, we'll have them uh, we'll have them in for separate interviews, and you'll be able to call them and talk to them. And we'll also have them in for a debate, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So that's the biggest race going on locally, really. And we're going to have candidates coming in for the other the state rep races too. So five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Going to take another break. We'll be back. Fourteen twenty. Whoops, dead air. Sorry. Walked, uh, stepped away a little bit longer than I thought I, you know, I talked about, I talked to Chris about, uh, how this being on the radio makes you appreciate how much time you actually have, but sometimes you overestimate how much time you have. So anyway, I'll thank you for tuning in. Thank you for calling in. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with Chris. Thanks to Senator Julian Sear from the Cape. And thanks to uh, Attorney Jake Ventura of the Wampanoag Tribe. Uh, and we will be back tomorrow. So tune in, call in. We'll have a great Friday night show, a great Friday night guest. And we'll see you then. 